We edit the podcast and these are the bits you keep in. <laughs> I laugh because I know it's true. Um, <laughs> if I was able to throw you under a bus and throw myself under a bus and drive over both of us, then yes, I could do that easily, but I don't. Occasion guy. And Egg White. Well, okay, let's pretend to be professional. Okay, Egg White. We are on episode 39 of Woo! Asian Guy and Egg White. My name is Egg White. That is the work Asian guy. He's a guy, he's Asian, and he's woke. Okay, so before we start... Well, work Asian guy, work Asian guy, work Asian guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Just explain to me, what makes you so woke? Oh, what makes me so woke? Well, I just see what everyone else isn't seeing. Daily Mail is the anti-matter, and I'm the matter, because I matter. You spatter your matter. I spatter my matter. You notice that is a Jacob Rees-Mogg kind of answer, non-answer. Oh, I've heard of the woke Asian guy. He's just a poor man's Rishi Sunak. Far too poor to be in my inner circle. Mama, I need breastfeeding now. Forget the kids. I need it now. Egg White, why have we been off the air for three months? Why haven't we been off the air for three months? I've been sitting in my room having a master cry, just wanting to do a show. Which is weird because I complain when I'm actually doing a show. When I'm not doing the show, a little bit of me, I, I feel incomplete. And now now we're doing the show, I actually feel complete, but also I hate myself. What's your diagnosis, Doctor? I think your diagnosis is the fact that you are a hopeless case and you literally just punching yourself in a cock while complaining that your cock is hurting. You're feeling real dick pain here. So I would take two Nurofen and sleep it off. You'll be fine in the morning. Whilst you um, on, on on that subject... Oh, oh, of what? Masturbating or taking Nurofen? On punching yourself in the cock. Uh, we're going to bring back the game, just a, just a brief game of Jim or Jimmy. Okay. A game show that's pretty shit. Three, two, okay. one. We're back in the game. So the game of Jim or Jimmy, where basically I read out uh, jokes either from all alternative modern comedians that the woke Asian guy claims to like, or the, the comedians from from yesteryear that he doesn't like. Well, what don't you like about the old club comedians? You just think okay. they're di- dirty racists. Like a game show host, will you stop talking and go straight to the game? Okay, so Jim like, or Jimmy? You're like Jim Bowen. It's about bullseye. It's not about Jim Bowen. Stop talking. Go straight into the game. Anyone. So Jim or Jimmy? I've got to go to the hospital tomorrow to get a mole removed from the end of my dick. That's the last time that I have offered one. Technically, that is, that is a good technical joke. So I think it was Jimmy. And the answer is... Ah, ah, wrong! That was not uh, one of your comedians. That was Mike Reed, who uh, used to play Frank Butcher. And uh, some, well, yeah, famous club comedian, Mike Reed. But we're casting, I am surprised. We're casting him in the same... Are we casting him in the same, same categories? I would say so. I mean, to- he's... He, he redeemed himself by basically being Pat Butcher's lover. So, you know, the comedy sort of went away and he went into proper acting, if you call East Ends of proper acting, which I do. So uh, I would semi-class him, but he sort of redeemed himself like Christ. So I'm surprised. I thought that joke was quite nuanced in the way it was. And I'm surprised it was done by Mike Reed and not Jimmy Carr. Uh-huh. And so that's just basically proving, because um, I loved it. I, I, li- I live to prove you wrong. And uh, that's just proving you wrong where... Okay, next you... one. I'll yes. get the next one, right? No, no we, we can carry on with the show and I'll, I'll, I'll do them randomly at random intervals. You'll do them randomly. Well, occasion guy, what 
is everyone talking about? Oh, surprise, surprise, quell surprise. Everyone's talking about the Will Smith slap on Chris Rock at the Oscars. Now, but if you have been in space or or under a rock for the last two weeks, what what explain what happened? Chris Rock was doing his monologue, and Will Smith and Jada Pinkett were in the audience. For the previous one that he hosted, they weren't in the audience because they threatened to boycott it, blah. And I'll get to that. But he basically made a joke about Jada Pinkett's uh, alopecia, and he thought it was a nice joke. He actually said, no, no, that's a nice joke. Then something went weird that Will Smith went up to Chris Rock and slapped him in the face. And then a, a subsequent controversy of the fact that, you know, open warfare, violence, live on TV, which I don't think has ever been done before, and all the bullshit that came in afterwards. And, and then well, what did he say? He, he sat down. Oh, yeah. He said, that, he said, yeah. He said take my what? wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And he repeated, yeah. he goes, take my wife's ma- name out of your fucking mouth. Now, my opinion is he deserved it. I don't condone violence, but he deserved it. Why did he well, deserve it? He crossed the line. He crossed a line right there. Now, Ricky Gervais, even though he just makes fun of everybody, we, everyone, even Ricky Gervais has talked about it. He made fun of everybody. He made fun of, like, Mel Gibson's drink problem. You know, he even said, like, well, you said sugar tits? Everything is done in, like, kind of, like, every, he's not attacking. Well, Mel, Mel Gibson can be attacked for his alcoholism, but I don't think Mel Gibson would slap him on stage. He got a bit passive-aggressive. Because I watch that video clip quite regularly for my anti-neo-Nazi classes every Thursday, 10 p.m. Would he have made the same joke if she had shaved her head because she was recovering from cancer or going through chemotherapy? Oh uh, no, okay, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think he would have done because, because honestly, I don't think he would have had a lot of effort to, to make that joke because it, because everyone would have thought he was just. Whereas, kind of with with kind of alopecia, it's sort of it's one of those it's one of those you know like uh, conditions that that you can. It's almost acceptable to kind of to to make reference to make make like to and I, and I don't get me wrong I know I know a joke's a joke I mean, obviously I don't agree with 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 Will Smith's response and I think that probably says quite a lot about their their relationship which you know like they probably probably had an argument before they probably went to IKEA before the Oscars and they got into an argument as everyone does every every single couple that ever goes into IKEA in the entire world. And uh, then they went to the Oscars afterwards, and she's still she's still got the ump, and so she's like, "Oh, you're laughing at that now, are you?" Huh? 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 Well, okay. Then he feels kind of pretty pretty insecure. Feels like he he needs to go and you know uh, show show his masculinity. Which, let's be honest, we should have an episode called Toxic Masculinity. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, that, that's way too deep. Can I? Okay, can I put? put can I put my my IKEA scenarios? Seeing as yeah. you brought up a painful moment in my life. <laughs> yeah. So let's just let's just say I'm Will Smith, right, of West London. This is a true story, by the way, podcast listeners who are left. Honest, I I hate going to IKEA on a Saturday. Hate it, right? I I, I keep telling my family I'm not going on Saturday, but we ended up going on a Saturday because got bludgeoned into it. We went to Ikea on a Saturday. You know, this is pre-pandemic. It's packed. My partner had, a pa- uh, basically, she thought she was having a heart attack. So we're all sitting in a car, all four of us. And she's like, oh, chest pains. Then we walked around Ikea. She bought some food, tried to eat it. Then the chest pains got worse. 
And instead of buying anything, I actually dropped her off at A&E. And I knew it wasn't serious, but she thought it was a heart attack. She's dying. Mm-hmm. Then she phoned me up after, and she's phoning me up afterwards, laughing and just saying, oh, you know, it's just a panic attack. <laughs> Ikea, crazy times. Now, if I was in the audience and my partner's next to me and you're Chris Rock and you made a panic attack joke, what would you think? Would you think I would walk up and slap you? A painful moment in my history. No, I know. Of course you wouldn't. You, of course you wouldn't go up and slap them. You just kind of go, oh. But it, what, but what was the joke? Was the joke about like direct? Not just about panic attacks in general, but it was actually about your your partner's panic attack. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. You're, panic the, one, attack, you're, you're pa- the one giving the award. So because, you imagine because, that you're doing best documentary feature made in Hungary. Yours, and you make an anecdote because I'm one of the nominees for best documentary in Hungary. Because then you just say, oh, yeah, look, Wokey. No, 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 he's nominated, I think, I know, I but think, I, he might not make it because his might, what, partner might have a heart attack and die. Yeah. Did, I do, did I do Will Smith and lower the mood there? Is that a slappable offence? I don't think it's a slappable offence, but it's, it's just a bit of a dick move. Excellent. You've answered, but I would actually go up and slap you anyway. If, if, even if you just said nice things about me, I'd just go up and slap you on camera. Well, we, can yeah. do, we can do it for the publicity. Simple as that. Yeah, and then, and then as you walk away, you rip open your shirt and you've got a tattoo of, of uh, woke Asian guy on, on your chest. I don't think Will Smith gave Chris Rock a 2022 slap. I think he gave him a 2017 slap. Do you remember, okay. the, do you remember the Oscars so white? He actually riffed on Jada Pinkett, Will Smith, about the fact that he wasn't nominated for whatever film he did then. Wild, wild and West. he took the piss. <laughs> Not well. Thank God nobody got nominated for that. But no, whatever. The, anyway, the film that he's doing it, but he's just saying the Oscars so white, blah. Well, 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 Cajun guy, well, Cajun. I've got, I've oh got, yeah, I've got, got a it's, question. It's, it's, it's me. It's me, Dave Garden, your agent, right? <laughs> uh, it's your agent, by the way, Dave Garden on the phone. Oh, anyway, yeah, hey, Dave. So it's, it's me, your agent. Uh, Why I've don't got, you give me some bookings, Dave? I've got, I've got a uh, a western. Everyone loves a western, right? Everyone loves science fiction. What do they love? Combine the more than western science fiction, western science fiction, a western that is a science fiction with Kenneth Branagh is a surprising pop pop up role, and Will Smith and the World Asian guy. You gotta take it. You gotta take it. You gotta take it. Of course you'd fucking take it. I would, yes. So <laughs> the amount of money they were paying him. <laughs> I would take that role. But the so ramifications she- of that with stand-up comedy as well. I've, I've seen actually on YouTube, I'll put some links to it if I can find it, of some, some, some idiot. Some guy makes a contentious joke on stage and some guy just goes up and slaps him. And that's what all the stand-up comics are just like scared about. And they're just like, okay, you're just given the license to go up and slap someone, which is not acceptable. I mean, you do a joke as a joke. So, uh, I mean, he, he obviously had a bit of a weird, troubled lockdown, don't you think? <laughs> think you think so? I he think just got nominated it, for an Oscar, making, making bank, as they say, and he's got some beef. Then again, if you, you know, make a joke about something specific. As, as Northerners would say, I think there's trouble at the mill. There's trouble at the mill. I like the fact that he partied and high-fived everyone after the slap. It's good. It's a good move. I was thinking because Will Smith's professional persona is all about you know him being the the happy go lucky kind of guy. Clown. Yeah. He was he was in he was in a sitcom where he was kind of getting 
up to no good and then start making trouble in his neighbourhood. And then he got in one little fight and his mum got scared <laughs> and, and she moved, moved him to live with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air. And, and he's basically... How, how many episodes did you watch to memorise the opening lyrics? He, he's, 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 it's, it's my childhood. Uh, but he's basically... <laughs> Did he's you spend your childhood in prison? And yeah, he, he's 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 done he's done a, he's done kind of like really interesting roles, and he's he's been in a lot of good films. He's been in, in a lot of not so good films. But one thing about Will Smith is he he might have been in a film which isn't very good, but he's always been good in that film. So, and that's that's kind of quite an, I, I I think that's that's like like pretty pretty in, interesting about him. But he's always kind of comes across as this very kind of, you know, happy-go-lucky, always always in with a joke and plays along with a joke and, and all that kind of thing. And you see him in these different um, press junkets and interviews all the time. And he's, and he's always the same. He'll, he'll always kind of, you know, just play along. He won't he won't do like a, a Robert Downey Jr. or a Quentin Tarantino and just storm out. He'll, he'll kind of play along. But then all of a sudden, this happens. So do you reckon... Like he just had a bad day because we all have bad days, don't we? We all we all we all have bad days and we all kind of lose it and when we yeah, should lose it. But um, uh, oh, I don't yeah. go up on stage in front of millions of people and slap someone. Yeah, but if you're I've not, had a bad day. Yeah, but you're not you're not in that position to do to do that though, are you? Because you're not. Well, you're, yeah. you're You're not invited to the Oscars. Well, yeah, but if I'm working in an office in front of people who are managers and all that, and if I've had a bad day, I'm not going to go up to the manager while he's doing like one of his like chintzy like ear bending kind of like speeches which he doesn't believe any of the core values of the company because he wants to grind everyone to death refusing to start a union and i get up and slap him what would happen to what, yeah. what would happen there i would get cancelled in the office because you see he, he he's made a joke about you thinking that he can he can joke about you thinking that it make, makes him look really cool and and he passes it off as banter and then but, you then you go you, you go off and slap him yeah, no, my, my reasoning why he deserved the slap was the fact that he just got a bit too close to the bone with the physical kind of like issues, visible issues. But the fact that, Mal- you know who Malcolm Hardy is? Controversial comic. Yeah. So he used to do stuff that was contentious and very nearly like probably got beaten up. And I'll have to find clips of his comedy just to prove the point. But you heard about Jerry Sadowitz when he was at the Montreal Comedy Festival? No. He did not physically get slapped, but he nearly got lynched. I don't know how you can differentiate the two. He he's famous for going to he does he does stuff that's anti-comedy and anti-audience. But he basically at the Montreal Comedy Festival, he went up on stage and he just basically his first line was "Hello, Moose," and he the, the nicest nation in the world. He managed to offend all of them. Nearly got lynched. Now the news I hear is the fact that he nearly got lynched. But what do Canadians do when they get really angry in the audience? So, okay, so another Jim or Jimmy. Okay, go on. Day, day footballers, those footballers get paid a lot now. They're not into for the football. Oh, you, Jim. That's Jim. You, That's Jim you Davidson. What? For 90 grand a week, I'd be into football. I wouldn't just hug the other players if they scored. I'd fucking shag them. Yeah, that's Jim. That's Jim. That basically, so I'm trying to break down the context of the joke. So it's a very bitter joke. It's a very bitter monologue. It's very bitter, anti-capitalist kind of like thing. We all know footballers get paid way too much. So it's it's a gym. It's a gym. It's a gym joke. Jimmy Carr is friends with all these footballers. He wouldn't throw them under a bus just for a cheap gag. I need need to clarify something. Where where does Lee Evans sit 
Is he Jim or Jimmy? Oh, okay. Well, because it's, it's a Lee Evans joke. So where, what? So where? where so whatever answer I gave is the correct one. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I was would, right. I was right. I would. I would. I would put Lee Evans probably in the Jimmy camp, and I think you probably would as well. So therefore, you are wrong. Bang, 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 bang. Uh. Okay, Jim, another Jim or Jimmy. A dyslexic friend of mine tried to book a room at, at an Ibis and ended up blowing himself up for Alan. Oh, that's just Jim. That's Jim. Jim. That's a Jim joke. That's, that's you know, and if it's a Roy Chubby Brow, he falls in the gym cam. If it's Mike Reed, he falls in the gym cam. So am so I winning that, this game or not? You're, you're so, so not. We were discussing before we started recording that our, our podcast is so below the bar, people aren't even bothered to give us a shit review. We're not even TripAdvisor shit review level. We're below that. 50 feet crap, then below that. So, so please just give us a review. Um, rate us. It really does help. Even if you just, just give us one star. Just, just give us one. All we want is one. I mean, one star is enough. For someone who cared enough to just, even hate us. It's just, as simple as that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You cared well, enough to hate us. Even the trolls on Twitter and who who are just basically sit and wait to get annoyed by something can't even be bothered to get annoyed enough by us um, to then then have a rant on Twitter. They 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 drift off before before they've and zoned out before you know, having that rant about us. Or as I call it, podcast episode 25. Also, I think we need to start videoing. We need to start videoing our pods. So, so you know, like, like <laughs> I'm just going to quickly... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you... Camera's on. Is this for the socials? <laughs> oh, look, it's a ceiling. Because the way yeah. the microphone is... I don't think I've seen you without your cap on for about like five years. Well, I haven't had the cap on because obviously, as you can see by my thinning hair. Okay, and now I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna open TikTok now, right? Because we, we've started at, at Fuzzy Fuzzy Dice Comedy, which is obviously the uh, the um, the umbrella company that is work aging by. Yes. We have got nine videos on there, yeah, and um, the ones. One one of the, the first bit, well, one of the videos, which is uh, seven seconds long or six seconds long, uh, to do with uh, one of the sketches, has only got ten views, and that is basically just you. So, is that the one with my face as yeah. the opening image? Yeah. Well, what do you expect? And 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 the first video that we ever put up has got the most views, and we we haven't we've been it's been a downhill slide from there. <laughs> is the one with you on? Yeah. <laughs> that's because TikTok is racist that's why, I'm just saying oh look, coincidental segue to our TikTok channel so we are on tiktok.com at fuzzy dice comedy so check out the sketches that we talk about in this podcast also, right now Egg White left me a voice message which I'm going to play of how just before he signed up he lost half of his lifetime scrolling and scrolling. Firstly, I'd just like to say, you total and utter bellend. I've now spent a good proportion of the day, well, or afternoon, 
or let's say day, looking at TikTok, and I won't ever be able to get that time back. Um, but yeah, yeah. Secondly, I've actually rewatched a lot of things that we did years ago, and they're unique, cheap, slightly shit look makes them pretty ideal for TikTok. So I think we are going to be viral TikTok stars. Welcome to the big time, my friend. Welcome to the big time. There's one thing that you actually mentioned to me as well. You yes. basically sent me a picture then saying what the fuck was podcast tours. Can we just yeah. understand the shitness of podcast tours? I have okay, no understanding or interest and, in and that. And we, we joked about this, didn't we? We, we, joked, we joked about this, uh, you know, like doing a, a, a shit, the shittest tour of us would be going, doing like an Edinburgh, Edinburgh Festival set and it would be, it would be the Work Asian Guy live um, podcast and it wouldn't be, it, well, it, it's basically could totally unplanned. You just turn up and you do a chat and yeah, that's it. And and I think that's so people listen to these podcasts and people, you know, having all, all like the the you know, the random, random kind of discussions, random chat, and and it's edited and everything. But there's no there's no official script. I think they've got a few few ideas of what they're going to say, but there's no really official script. And then that scene is scene is great. Now to put that into like a live show, it it's just insane. You know, I mean, you know, like, like, okay, 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 right. With the exception of uh, the what's it called, the My Dad Wrote a Porno podcast, which is which is um, like hugely successful and popular. That's just had like a, a five day run at the Palladium. I did not know that. And that, or oh, was about to that. That is that is crazy. Like that is what. Don't get me wrong. That's that is. I'm I'm not I'm not adverse to, to, to people being being successful and doing doing that, but going to watch a podcast live because podcasts are basically you know the the you can just go and go along and just sort of chat quite you know quite freely and, and openly about about whatever topic um, in in the kind of raw unedited form, but going to see that live is. Is as as in in the sort of environment where you normally would get like a very professional, polished sort of show or a stand-up show. Yeah, it's, that's that, I, I can't get my head around it. I, I I like it, but I I think what what the hell? I think that my dad wrote a porno on stage would actually be funny because they the the whole point is they obviously the podcast itself they were reading excerpts from the actual script and then they talk about it. But the fact, at least I can understand why on, you know, at the Palladium, they would actually do the show because they can, they've got material that they can use. But the one, the picture you sent me was the two pints of lager and the packet of crisps podcast tour. <laughs> now, maybe, what? maybe I might, yeah, as Joe Pesci what? said, maybe, maybe my brain's a little bit, but they're what? just on stage talking about what? About a TV series that ran on BBC Two and like what? Behind the scenes stories? No, like, no, what, no, 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 it's not, it's not. It, Educate it, me, what, no. what, is, what was it? So, so, so Ralph Little, Will Mellon, yes. are two actors, and they've been, in, they've been in several things, 
since, and I think Will Mellett even dabbled in in the musical career, which he likes to ignore and pretend didn't happen. But they were both in a show on BBC Three, what twenty years ago, about what like twenty something sort of living living for living together, two couples living together, um, uh, in Runcorn up north, and and I think the podcast is basically just those two as kind of mates having two pints you know it's like a pint each and they do, then they're just talking about different things so it's just kind of it's basically just like a pub pub kind of chat and it, and it, i've listened to one episode it it's it's okay it kind of i mean it, i mean obviously it's more professional than we are but you know that's not really saying much that, that's the, got they that, got the budget though yeah and they got the time to rehearse we're and, not and working also, adults they they've they've been they've been in this business for a long time right we aren't in the business and are just two idiots who just don't know anything about anything. So yeah, yeah. So it's, it's okay, but but going to watch a whole what like an hour and a half or two hour kind of show of just them sitting down and talking bants and talking bants and I... some of, some of it obviously will be planned because because you know if they think oh yeah we can just we can kind of have this 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 bit which looks like it's it's off the cuff, but it will actually be quite, quite rehearsed, uh, quite uh, polished banter. But the rest of it will be kind of, you know, yeah, I think just um, uh, improv. I don't know. I just think they've just got too much success because obviously lockdown, everyone started podcasting and video casting and doing stuff from their kind of like remote rooms. And some of it was successful, some of it was award winning, some of it was really good. But I think success has come to their head where they can just both use their very good they're very talented not taking that away but they sit on stage and have a couple of pints and talk about stuff i so, don't so, buy that so, they should so, not be taking up the bandwidth so to go to see a concert now is quite expensive it's what what like 25 quid 25 quid and plus plus you know you've got to get down there you've got you've got maybe maybe take uh if you you might have to take a day off or half day off oh i was uh, gonna say ketamine but yeah, they, take a half day off. Yeah, that's good. Take take half day off off work. You got, it's, you've it's, got so it's half day code for ketamine. Yeah, well, you got you you got to take a half day off work. Plus, you've got to fit in the amount of ketamine that you you need to take. And, and oh, also, sorry, two separate. So, things. so, then, okay, so, cool. so then you, then you need to take your de- the next day off just in case you make a night of it and you you uh, book a hotel and you kind of stay down and you watch the show. You have a few drinks. You go for a dinner. You know, plus plus the show, which is twenty five quid. And the show that you're watching is just who, what two two kind of celebrities just having bants on stage. That's and and I'm not. Let's... And it's and it's unfocused bants. That's the thing I get with my dad wrote a porno, as everyone knows, is a brand that yeah. you can actually put on stage. Yeah. Now my my favorite Twitter feed, we're gonna have to go to this by the way. My favorite Twitter feed, which I'm gonna promote, is called Fess Hole, where people go onto this anonymous Google sheet and they just post their anonymous confessions and it's some of the most extreme, bizarre confessions you'll ever read. I'll link to it in the show notes. And they're actually doing a live show. So they're going to do a show. I don't know how it's going to work because they're just about to do the show as of this recording. But I don't know how they're going to do a show where they're standing on stage. Are they going to stand on stage like Jimmy Carr where he just does one joke, one joke, one joke, one joke and see which one hits? Are they going to do the same with these confessions or is it going to be like a story behind it or some other kind of like dramatics behind it? And 
and uh, you know they've got quite a lot of followers, and and you think you think, and, and I'm fine with people work, working stuff out, work in progress. Uh, you know, uh, being someone who's taken taken a couple of shows to Edinburgh, and at the start of it, not not having done nearly enough writing or or rehearsing, um, and basically it kind of working its way through naturally to to at the by the end it being a half decent show. Um, so I kind of with that, but. And I'm kind of for that, but and appreciate all that, all that bollocks. But so I think I think me and you should go to a podcast live recording and just, or or live show just to see what it's like, because then we can report back. Do you know what we should do? We should make it meta. So we should have Ralph. We should go to Ralph Little and uh, Will Miller's podcast show. We sit in the audience, do our own podcast while they're doing their podcast, giving them feedback for our own podcast. Then we're going to invite Will Meller and Ralph Little to our show because if we had to go watch them on stage, they should come and watch us on stage. Or if they can't be asked, we're very happy to go to either Will Meller's or Ralph Little's house and do the podcast there in their living room and bring a couple of friends. And, and, and then we could, we could advertise this. Oh, this is a lockdown special where we're sitting in someone's living room doing a podcast. I don't know. Am I getting emotional? I'm going to I'm going to start by asking the same question I started. Uh, I asked at the start of the show, which is uh, which is vocation guy. Why are you? Are you okay? Skid marks on my sofa. I think that should be the name of your autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to design a poster and put it on the Fuzzy Dice website. Skid marks on my sofa and <laughs> other just... tales. It sounds like a Charles Bukowski book, doesn't it? Skid marks on my sofa. <laughs> I'm going I'm to design a Charles Bukowski book cover as well. The, the elephant that came to tea and it's skin marks on my sofa. One day, hey, one day. You know what? This is a nice segue to the fact that we could do a children's book. Which we, we are teaching children how to wipe their bums. And if they don't wipe their bums and go to boarding school, they will end up just basically leave. The fact that why would they sit on a sofa naked? I do it for a reason, you know, which is fine. I'm not going to explain it now, but it's fine. <laughs> but for other people to sit naked on the sofa, I don't understand that. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's the same as David Williams's subversive, racist Chinese kids show, kids, kids book. <laughs> oh, did I, did I just say something that we can just put as a show note? Just to get more publicity. Oh, oh well, yes. Uh, well, a link, a link to Williams. Uh, a link to David Williams's book that had to be taken off the bookshelves because it's so... He, <laughs> he did not read the room in a multicultural London. Woo! Way to go, David Williams. So, so... Hey, I went to a Chinese shop and bought some food. I thought, hey, I saw some customers there. And the staff, and I thought, ah, I'll make a nice story for their community. That didn't go down well. That didn't go down well, did it? David, so, Williams. Oh yeah, I don't actually go and watch bands. I just go and watch podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Like, yeah, I'm really into the live scene. Yeah, yeah. Egg white, always a pleasure. End of episode thirty-nine, and we roll on episode woo forty. Bye. Take care. Oh, no jingle. That's because it's not the end just yet. Egg White sent me another voicemail message. 
a frequent series called Diary of a Bellend. Show close. Adventures of a Bellend, part 3029 uh, or something. So just doing the weekly shop, I know, or rock and roll. And uh, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a woman um, who's uh, a knee brace on. Uh, it's a poor thing. But flying around, flying around Tesco's like you wouldn't like, well, basically like Superman on heat, right? Him and Superman, Lois Lane, the Dave just split up and he's got the horn and he's on Tinder. That's how fucking quick she was going around. I, you know, I, I kind of, I saw her a couple of occasional, couple of times and I think she'd done about three times the, uh, the, the distance that I had, right? Anyway, get, get out. She's, she's uh, waiting out, out side uh blocking the entrance obvs and um she put a car pulls up and uh she goes to get in limping now all of a sudden and she says oh yeah i just i just can't i can't manage to walk and it's like are you fucking kidding are you actually fucking you've literally done it you're like a distance runner all right albeit a distance runner with a trolley but you've just Done the equivalent of a fucking marathon, and now you're saying you can't walk 50 yards across a car park. Uh, what the fuck? What the actual, actual fuck? Um, and yeah, but obviously I can't say this to to anyone um, because uh, it's probably well. I mean, it's a little bit mean, a little bit uncr- uncr- un- uh, a little bit cruel and unkind. Um, but I thought if I had your stammer and speed. Oh, I could love it going around to the supermarket and enthusiasm. It obviously then made me think she's she's clearly a scammer playing the system. And that's where I really I I hate myself. I won't beat myself up because I the fact that I actually think that way and and I don't want to think that way is bad and that's what's wrong with society. Uh, anyway, um, have a happy Monday! Occasion Guy! And Egg White.